coming to you live from inside the globe, perched high atop the Bugle Planet building in sunny Gotham City. It's Hey Kids Comics with two guys who are always ready to seduce the innocent, your hosts, Andrew Farmer and the Jedi Cole Houston. And now it's time for Hey Kids Comics. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back with more Hey Kids Comics. I'm your host, Andrew Farmer. With me as always, the Jedi Cole Houston. I uh, didn't realize you were auditioning to be the new Micro Machines. Man. I am equal parts Micro Machine and uh, announcing the price is right. Oh, there you go. What if, this is my um, impression of what if. twenty-seven twelve. Jonathan Micro Machine, um, that's his name now, because I just decided. <laughs> um, now Jonathan Micro Machine. I like that. That's, yeah. the, that's a fitting name for yeah. him. Um, was the announcer for the price is right. No, I'm not. I don't. I don't do impressions unless it's Lance Sanchez <laughs> or Batman. At wow, I haven't heard from Lance Sanchez in forever. Yeah, Roy, friend of the show, show Roy Buckingham, dug up the Lance Sanchez, the Queen of Mexico video from I believe your house. Oh dear circa Lord, 2014 or some awful nonsense. God bless him because he's like one of those preservationists who's making sure that. Every piece of human history ever recorded in any media can somehow be yeah. uh, accessed again. And yeah, he's the secret Swedish archive. He's the Ken Burns of my shit canary. <laughs> That's what he is. I, I hope he's sent it to me before, and I've lost track of where it was. Uh, I hope he still has Buzz Noble. Buzz Noble, the Dino Sewer. <laughs> um, we, I removed the Dino Sewer. I have been watching, just side note, having nothing to do with comic books at all, I ended up signing up for HBO Max, and uh, one of the absolute joys of having HBO Max is having a full year's worth of John Oliver at my disposal, so um, I have gone back like a a reverse time machine of hubris (laughs) and watched from the first episode all the way back almost a year – of John Oliver and God, he's a, he's a, him and his writing staff are just amazing. They're just amazing people. Um, yeah. So, um, how you been, man? You've been good. Really good. And I continue the never ending battle. I believe I have hit the halfway point. Uh, as I near, I believe today I finished Hey Kids Comics number 175. So I'm getting around halfway through this entire show. How? How? You need to go back to work. We need to put America back to work so Cole can stop doing this to himself. Can we get a vaccine for this thing? The thing is, I'm fortunate to be able to listen to it at work now that I'm working from home. And it has been stunning. Issue 175 was the first appearance of comic book Bernie Sanders. That's this is a rather apropos time to have discovered that. I was like a six-year-old at a Mexican restaurant when they start singing for your birthday. When you, oh my uh, God, yes. It was like, you're like at Casa Bonita or something. I, just, I got real. I was at Chi-Chi's circa 1987 when that happened. Crystal's Pizza in the... I got so excited. The, the mid-80s. I'm still, yeah. I'm still so excited that that was the thing that happened. Yeah, that does, you sort of. I got off on some tirade, and you said I was like the comic book Bernie Sanders, and they just 
snowballed from there and, and exists to this day. So that is over a hundred issues ago. That's over a hundred weeks. Uh, well over a hundred weeks. Probably yeah. 120 weeks, 125 easily, weeks. Easily. Yeah. Years ago. Years ago. But I also want to applaud you because I'm nearing the end of this period of our history on this show. I want to applaud you for your musical direction. Oh, when, back when we were trying to observe uh, non-copyright standards? Yes, and you would fold in. So far, I, I haven't listened to the whole episode yet, but 176 is one of two that so far have stumped me. Okay. Because one of them is strict. Now, one of them is in another language, so I can't just like go in and Google. What was the topic of 172? Oh, dear. I don't remember, but the the 176 just has uh, instrumental at the beginning. And I've discovered sometimes when the rest of the song is at the end. Yes. yes. The lyrics finally kick in. So as of yet, I only have one that I 100% need to be ID'd. But there were two. And one of them you ID'd during the show itself. Probably because I was real proud of it. Oh, you should be, because you found and incorporated the music of the Dazzler video. Oh, that's right. That's right, I did. I, that, I I had to look up the Dazzler video, and it's, that is... Uh, that is a piece of work. That is a, an American treasure that, right there. We should go – while we're doing this, anybody <laughs> stop the show if yeah. you haven't seen the Dazzler video. The video based on the Marvel comic book character Dazzler. By the way, go watch it. But by the way, there is a short film a la the Nightwing movie. Remember the night we, – we talked about – we talked yeah. about it during our fan, fan films episode that is Gambit. That someone someone made a like full blown like Hollywood style short gambit film that stars Rogue and Magic. Wow. And it is not bad. In the same vein that the Nightwing uh you know is not bad. Like it's obviously not the Deadpool Ryan Reynolds trying to sell Deadpool the leaked trailer quality, but the effects are good. It, you know, the acting is on par with what you would expect. <laughs> So good for them. So, are there anything? Oh, God. Any... I wish I could remember what. Thank you what for the thing. applause, by the way. I took a lot of, I took a lot of pleasure in doing that prior to, um, prior to our trying to observe copyright laws. Oh yes. Uh, in fact, I'm I'm very nearing the point, and I'll talk about it another time, where the current music kicked in. Yes. And the space between the current music kicking in Eddie Medina's voiceover being added and finally the the siren being added so there was actually an evolution mm -hmm. to the beginning of this show which uh, had escaped me but oh my god there was one uh, what was I oh, it was uh, Baton to the Face 2 or I'd Rather Be Watching Daredevil where we talked about season 2 of Netflix Daredevil yes because when we had seasons of Daredevil, that's all we could that's talk we, about. Yes, there were no, there was nothing else to talk about. So I get into this thing, and I started up, and I'm realizing, God damn it! <laughs> uh, I really want to see you tonight. Yeah. Was the music yes. he chose? Yes. Yes. And that was one of the most brilliant. I took so much pleasure 
in doing. I might just have to go back to doing it, just uh. as a just just until we get. So if any lawyers are out there, I apologize in advance. But the last thing I want to say about the intro, Cole, as you listened to every episode of the intro, except for the except for the music that 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 is the intro music, um, every iteration there is a. There is a call to that within the episode that that sparked me to to want to do that. <laughs> so the spy, the siren is 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 called to from within the episode before the siren. Okay, you know, I'm actually I think a dozen episodes away from okay. that arriving. That is including the two Hey Kids comics slash what'd you think crossovers, which I'm going to go ahead and finish the current story arc that I'm on right now. I'm on comic book capers, by the way, which started in 175. Oh God, that was a great story arc. Oh, it's been amazing. Uh, I've already done the first issue. I'll see you in court. (laughs) And, um, I'm just about to start the second, uh, which is one of my all time favorite titles. Um, you know, it's no secret and certainly no shame on Andrew's part that I've, been responsible for about 90%. I would never the, try to take those away from you. <laughs> yes. 90% of the titles for uh, issues of this show. And this was one of my favorites was uh, part two of comic book capers uh, exit through the comic shop. Yeah. Yes. I, that's one I, I just, I'm very proud and happy with that one. Uh, but there's so many that, like, especially Handy, be like, "Oh my God, this is my favorite one," and, and until the next favorite one. <laughs> so, I mean, they're great. They're great. Titles. I wish I'd had the, the foresight to recognize how often this was the best issue of the show or the best conversation you've ever had <laughs> occurred. Uh, most of them seem to happen when we have Eddie Medina. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah. Eddie just draws that out of it. And uh, before we move on, I, I do want to point out, I was trying to figure out what what was that singer's name on that Dazzler video so we could tell people. But in looking for Dazzler video, I found apparently um, Eat the Universe on YouTube. Okay. Uh, a video, uh, apparently, I guess, ideally, on how to make Dazzler's glittering pizza bagels. Can Yeah, you, we need to, that needs to go in, in the show notes somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But we aren't here tonight to talk about, to self-congratulate ourselves on 170-odd episodes of the show. I think we did that already. We're here to... We're here to add another one to the lexicon so three years from now, Cole can have to listen to it. That's what (laughs) we're here for. Um, I'm actually looking forward to the point where I'm caught up. I'm getting there at a staggering rate. And I don't bother listening on the weekends. I'm I'm plowing through them right now. So, I average about four to five a day. So uh, we are we're embarking on a story arc tonight um, of Cole's creation, as most of these are. Um, it's another iteration of Roguish Eyes, and this one was, I think, in some ways, the catalyst for this uh, reoccurring uh, reoccurring theme on here. Because I don't think we would refer to these guys as rogues if it weren't for these guys. Yeah, this, even though they weren't chosen for the first or even second roguish eyes, um, certainly the the concept of the rogues gallery, um, there are two distinct characters whose catalog of villains are traditionally referred to as their rogues gallery. Right. And that is Batman, who got the first one. Then, of course, we get the second one to Spider-Man, so we can alternate. 
between the two uh, companies and the characters that have just a veritable crap ton of villains that we had to whittle down to just five. Right. Or in some cases we would double them up. Yeah. Yes. Um, and this time this, okay. So this group of rogues is different from, I think any other, any other group of rogues um, that we could be talking about. Um, so Cole, who's, Whose villains are we um, are we discussing tonight? Well, you know, it's rather apropos that you were what Mark uh, Micro Machine. <laughs> was it to say Jonathan Jonathan Micro Machine? I already forgot his name. I know that's it. the wonderful thing about the show is everybody can have a number of names because we forget them almost as soon as we say them. That's right. I, I can, there, there was one episode uh, where. The lead singer of Ultron Cafe. Oh, he has so many names. Which, which was either Cafe Ultron or Ultron Cafe, depending on which uh, issue you're listening to. Just to point that out, I we know full well. We we waffled. And blame just, Ultron Cafe. Don't blame us. Yeah. We didn't do but, it. Uh, Ultron Cafe, yeah, the, the lead singer changed names three or four times, and I, I just got tired of writing it down. Right. Well, he's changed names in real life that many times. That's so true. They actually had the paperwork on hand on stage. It's insane. Yeah, he's just constantly doing paperwork to change his name back and forth. Yeah, jurisprudence on that is is much different in Scandinavian countries. Than he... <laughs> he they have to bring a notary on tour with yeah. him at all times. It's it's right, wild. And all of a sudden you're Ustenbalutenhaden. <laughs> you are all of a sudden. Ustenbalutenhaden is. Uh, amazing one that I remembered his name and uh, two his latest name. So, but we're not here to talk about Ustin Balutenhaten either. We're here to talk about, uh, I, again, what I was getting at with the Micro Machines man is that we were talking about the uh, Rogues Gallery of the Flash. Yes, yeah. So it's fast, is what you're yeah, getting at. Fast, fast, fast. Fast, fast, fast. Um, yeah. Like when fast, fast, fast. I'm excited for this for a couple reasons. Um, number one, it's a group that that defies villainy. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to say that up front. This group defies villainy in the sense that we have discussed it. Um, number two, it's a really interesting group of characters in that there are a lot of there's a lot of interesting things, but there isn't a lot of with with the roguish eyes. I like to go back and look like we did with uh, with the the Batman roguish eyes where we went back and really looked at the the um the creation of those characters over time leading up to the actual creation so the the man who laughs movie and and all of that for the joker and looking at old gangster movies for for penguin and you know and and really getting into them and and, and digging around and looking for the the reason the catalyst for their creation there's a lot of that with this but what there is, the well, difference. just because the the schedule for Flash was fast, fast, fast. Right, right. I think that the difference between the Rogues in in the Flash and Batman's villains and Spider Man's villains are the Flash, and I think this dawned on me when I was doing the research too. The idea of the Flash is very primal. It's a very primal idea. It's not Batman, right? It's not a guy who dresses up in the, in a suit. And and fights crime. It's it's same with Spider Man, right? This is yeah. This is a force of nature. On all of his villains, function a on a very primal level. You have weather. You have cold. You have heat. 
you have the idea of a of a super smart gorilla. Like these are all very primal yeah, ideas. And I don't think you get much more primal than a super smart gorilla. Just ask Optimus Primal. I would not ask him. That's I would not, yeah, I would leave that alone. You do not want to have transformer dung hurled at you. It is <laughs> it is greasy as I mean you gotta get like a, a gallon of dawn. You don't want it you don't want that. You're gonna you're gonna be like one of those wildlife rescues after the Valdez, you know, it just You don't want that. Um I do not want that. But the but in complete juxtaposition to the primal nature of these characters, they also are fairly ineffective. Yeah. <laughs> what's amazing is some of them have the most insane tech this is like things where you know reed richards would go to the science fair and think well not gonna win this year right right so tonight but then they don't know what to do with it they're like a baby with a pistol to, but like but that's the thing is i want to talk we talked about this before the show i want to talk about the rogues as an idea because the rogues from from the rogues gallery from from Flash's rogues aren't just a loose confederation of villains. They are a group. They're yeah, let's uh, really quickly, before we delve into that, I want to point out that prior to today, I looked at the term Flash's rogues gallery, which is one of the earliest. You know, like I said, you had Batman's rogues gallery, Flash's rogues gallery. Those were the two terms that defined, you know, you say like, Iron Man villains, Spider-Man villains, Superman villains, but right. Flash and Superman got rogues galleries. They, uh, So I thought that was just a convenient way because both of them had the goofiest ass villains out yes. there. Yes, yes, yes they so do. So that's just the easy way to lump the goofy ass ones all together because like Iron Man is like 93.73% iron. Yeah, I mean, well... Well, it's Iron like Man's armor. Iron Man's villainy group really is just a twenty-three and me of Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. I mean, it is iron packed. It is more that has more iron than one. It all day. comes from Iron Man. That's the sad yeah. thing about his villains is they're all. He's just got to be thinking, son of a bitch. I want to do Iron Man. The the like either the okay, next, next one up, of these. Next one's Iron Man. Okay, because I like all of his villains are just it. him. They're just him. Somebody walked in the back of his patio door because he left it open and grabbed yeah. a unicorn horn and walked out because he made a unicorn horn that shoots Sonic shit out of it. And then he has to fight the thing that he made. It's hilarious. Yeah. It's almost like it's uh, it's like some sort of weird Munchausen neproxia. It kind of is. Yes. Or he just sort of leaves crap around and hopes that someone will find it so he can fight it. <laughs> I, know I, how wonder, I wonder how my armor would hold up against mm -hmm. this. But that's the story for another day. We're going to be like about six months out on that one. I wonder, I wonder how my armor would hold up against my armor. <laughs> you can't just like test it, put it on a, a crash test dummy or something. <laughs> no, that's not fun. You can't just like, you know, sheathe the buster. This we have just landed on some serious rich guy bohemian grove shit That's where right. this is his world's most dangerous game situation. Let's talk about an underpaid police forensic scientist and his uh, his rogues gallery. So I just thought rogues gallery was a, a term, a, a blanket term, the umbrella under which all of these guys stood when you like went and looked in who's who. Then 
Andy comes around and just like shits a bombshell uh, on me. <laughs> well, I mean, yes and no because I didn't realize it either, right? I have read comics. I've read I read the Mark Wade Flash run all the way through, and I've read Flash comics on and off. Lacey's favorite, second favorite comic book character next to Tim Drake is Flash. So, but it never it never registered with me that this was an actual. This is like the Avengers or the Defenders or the Justice League. It's the Rogues. Yeah, yeah. It's like the you know the the, the few and far between super villain groups like the Sinister Six or the. Frightful Four, or the any other iterations you can make, like the uh, um, the Muggerville Multitude, yeah, who, yeah, the, who, the, just the, didn't, who the, didn't hit upon a single number. They just, it, but they they, they wanted that uh, alliteration there. But, and and the other thing about the Rogues is when you're talking, and you you kind of nailed it on the head when you were talking about Flash earlier, where he's an underpaid forensic, you know, police, you know, forensics uh, pathologist. The rogues are, if DC had cheers, the rogues would <laughs> hang out there. Yeah. They are blue collar as hell. They aren't the penguin. They don't own a nightclub. They don't, you know, it's not the Joker. He doesn't just set up in any warehouse he sees and rolls in a giant fun house. You know, this is, these are, these are your blue collar villains. This is yeah, the they, Kevin they, James of... They actually hang out at Jeers. <laughs> That's in Muggerville. They'll <laughs> come to Muggerville and go to Jeers. And, uh... Go down to Jeers. Schnorm! Who? <laughs> Why do they keep saying that? We haven't figured it out in 50 years. They just yeah, yell it. They just yell Schnorm. It's, it's yeah, like it's weird. back in the late 80s when people would yell Slack and Bob because they were trying to promote the Church of Subgenius. That's right. Schnorm, Schnorm is the search. Schnorm. That's the Schnorm that's, that's is the, the church of Jesus. Yes, of the Mugger of Muggerville. <laughs> Schnorm. Um, so that's one. You know, that's that's the rogues have rules. So there have been different iterations of the rules, and sometimes they've just you know during during time periods where they've tried to modernize it, they've dropped the rules, but they've always come back. Um, the rogues were formed. Yeah, see, that's the amazing thing is that they have an actual. It's like a. They've got a constitution. They a charter. Yeah. A charter. Yeah, that's the the term I was looking for. No, first the first rule is no killing, right? You can't kill. That's a, that's a rogue rule. The the other there's another rogue rule which is no drug use. Another rogue rule is, and this is this is varied throughout time. You cannot take. You cannot show up with. The, the Golden Glider's glider, if you aren't the Golden Glider or a direct descendant of the Golden Glider, you have to be a legacy. They have these rules, man. Like like Flounder in Animal House? Yes, yes, you've got to be a, a legacy. That's right. <laughs> yeah, there are, there are 100% rules to the rogues. There's rules of the rogues. Rules of the rogues, yeah. I like that. Passenger gets control of the radio, and you can't murder anyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, this, yeah, it's... It's really interesting. Um, and as we go through, I think we're going to see more and more of this. The de facto leader of the rogues has always been Captain Cold. Kind of, kind of, he's, he's always been the, the guy with the ideas, as well as those ideas have ever been fleshed out by him. But, <laughs> but he's been the idea man. Um, you know, and the rest of them kind of, it's, and what's the other really interesting thing about the rogues is, if somebody 
gets they, they're good they're the good guy bad guys so i can't count how many times the flash has teamed up with the rogues to take out a rogue rogue you know yeah because they're the good guy if you break the code of the rogue or you come into you come into keystone keystone right i'm not crazy yeah keystone city yeah and and start messing and start messing it up and and you know there are you know there is a there is a um, etiquette to that town you don't mess up the etiquette if you come in and start jacking around with stuff then not only are you facing the flash but you might be facing the rogues and flash because you're giving you're giving rogues a bad name man exactly it's um you know it, it's almost like fight club it kind of is like Fight Club. It's like a shittier Fight Club. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> but that was fascinating to me, and I love conceptually it is beyond brilliant. Yeah. Well, I think you also have to consider the time period. You had the idea of the gentleman villain, you know? The, that's the, so true. Where there is a there's a code of ethics. There's honor among thieves. Um, and I think that's what this is. You know, you don't have you don't have a Joker in this group. I guess you do if you consider Zoom, you know, kind of tangentially. But in the core group itself, you're planning heists. That's what you're doing. Yeah. Like you've got world-ending technology at your fingertips, and you're you're going to knock over an armored car. <laughs> that's that's your goal. So yeah, yeah. that's the road. Because they they don't realize that there's anything else right. you know that their, their scope is so limited uh that it's practically a mouthwash they you know there, there are things that they are capable of but their ambitions don't take them there and what's funny is when they get with a group where they where where their capabilities are being used to their advantage so let's say the injustice gang because uh captain cold runs with them on occasion because I think when Lex Luthor calls you answer, it doesn't matter what your code of ethics is. Yeah. You pretty much, you pick up the phone. Um, and even at that point, I think that there is some, I think that there is some kind of underhanded sneaky, like I'm going to get in here, but I'm not going to do anything I wouldn't do. And I'm going to make it kind of look like buffoonery, you know, <laughs> situation yeah. going on there. I think that that happens too, but but that, and we'll we'll flesh out more and, and explore this as we go through our groups. And also, it needs to be said that Cole and I both did not did not understand the term rogue in this term, like you said when we started getting into this prior to the creation of this story arc. So there are members of the story arc before you start before Starman calls me, I can <laughs> that are not technically members of rogues, but are way too influential in kind of the lexicon of Flash villains. They fit the theme in so much as they are technically part of Flash's rogues gallery, and which is to say that they are Flash villains. And this is the first one where we have to kind of break away from just fill-in-the-blank, quote, villains, where we actually have a proper rogues gallery plus a rogues gallery. And I like that. I yeah, like only that. too. I love that. I love being surprised in the research, and that's that's what we got here. Speaking of being surprised in the research, the first rogue we're going to tackle tonight is um, Weather Wizard. Yes. Um, 
so we're going to get into weather wizard here and and have a discussion about about the man weather, the myth the weather weather and and the first thing i have to say about weather wizard is there's not a lot of meat on that wizard bone yeah there's not he he was uh you know one of these characters that exists there's a level of familiarity with that character he's one of the more prominent rogues he is a rogue in the rogues gallery though so he's yeah. been around he's so been he's around a... since 59 good night yeah yeah he's been around forever and there have been like four or five iterations of of the weather wizard um and he he is most known for his um giant he saw nightwing one circa 87 88 said boy is that all you got and then went home and just put made the most giant lapels, freestanding lapels. Oh, absolutely! The, the second he got a good look at what Nightwing was sporting, this veritable uh, kite-like device, <laughs> high collar, then uh, yeah, he had to go and and to his tailor and get something even taller. He wanted like, uh, you know. Uh, Kind of a uh, oh, hell. Now I can't even think of what I'm thinking of here. Uh, not Gandalf, but uh, well, I, I can see him walking into, and I, I'm trying to think of the name of the guy because I ugh, crap the the name of the um, the the guy who does all of the the, the gadget guy for uh, damn it, Merlin, Merlin, damn you, Merlin. Okay, continue with your continue with your joke. Yeah, he, he just wanted to like you know have a, a high school stage production of uh, Camelot costume, <laughs> the highest collar he could imagine. That then you know when you on a windy day, it's just. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I think blacksmith is kind of that character in um, in in Keystone. Uh, the guy who uh, in Central and Keystone, the the, the the character who kind of puts the, together, the, and I can see him walking into that character, and and, and the character's finally like, and, and Blacksmith's kind of like, finally, are you ready to take it? Like you have a wand that can literally control weather. Are you ready to yeah. take this to the next level? And he's like, yeah, lapels. And she's like, son of a bitch, what is happening? <laughs> you realize one of your favorite, one of your go-tos, let's call it a go-to, let's call it what it is, one of your go-tos is making tornadoes and cyclones and dust devils and whirlwinds and, you know, any number of other colloquialisms <laughs> for wispy circulating yeah. winds. Okay. Bumpkin language uh, yeah. wind, wind anomalies. So... I don't know if you've seen Wizard of Oz, but one thing that these things do, which you ought to know since you make them all the damn time, is blow stuff all over the place, including your giant sail fin here. This is the, you know, this is the mainsail. This is like the, you know, I, I appreciate you like the cut of this jib, but it's going to blow you on your ass. He's <laughs> like... High collar. They gotta have it. Gotta, gotta have, it. have it. I saw that Dick Grayson had a high collar. I ain't gonna let him have a higher collar than me. That's the them's the rules, buddy. Them's the rules of the rogues. That's, That's rule right. number three. 
High collar. High collar, baby. <laughs> you got a guy in a parka in the middle of September. Like, full-ass parka. You got a guy in a, in a fireproof suit. You got high collar over here. You, you got the uh, the Pied Piper. What the hell are these guys doing? Um, no, but yes. Yeah, so, so the story of Weather Wizard. <laughs> so there's two. I'm so glad, as an aside, that they remade Unsolved Mysteries. Um um, and uh, and put it on Netflix. There's another. There's a new season after. Oh wow! After 20 years. Of, yes, exactly. And and I think this story. I'm Robert Stack about that. Oh, are you? Are you? I, are you McGruff the crime dog? Um, I, I am so McGruff right now. Let me tell you, I've got. Yeah, I don't. Just let's just say there's a pup tent. So. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so we need to solve the mystery of one Mark Martin. Yeah, d- did he? So, so the reason not I bring to be that up with is Mark because Aaron, who's there's entirely different kind of villain. Do, so, yeah. um, so the question is, did Mark find his brother dead of a heart attack after inventing a weather wand? Um, first of all, the dude invented a weather wand that controls the weather. Yeah, like all weather. It's like storm in a stick. Yeah. Yeah, or did like Aurora was like brother? son of a bitch. I had to be born a mutant. Or did he? Did he kill his brother? Yeah, and lie about it. Um, I think, given the evidence, he probably found his brother conveniently dead. I think, yeah, his brother probably died of the impossible realization that he had somehow <laughs> right. right. Keep going. Had somehow crammed. The power of the gods <laughs> into a pointer. Right, right. Into into a spatula. Yeah. It's like this is one of those things that you telescope out and point to the that equation that's written like on the chalkboard that you had to slide up so you could finish your breaking bad equation. Right. This is this is the this is the the, the extender that uses the tall chalk. This is Gene Rayburn's microphone. <laughs> yes, actually, yes. There you go. So you just invented God in a stick. You had a heart attack. Yeah. Your brother is simultaneously escaping. My brother you. is so dead. <laughs> Your Mark How is... dead is he? He's so dead. He. <laughs> well, he's. He's bre- so he died Mark, of blank. Yeah. So, so, so Mark is breaking out of a – he's a small-time crook, breaking out of a prison transport, breaks out of this prison transport, goes to his brother's house to, to um, you know – Hey, to be, on the lail. To, to be quartered at his brother's is it, house. Is that a cow shit in here? So my question is this. Regardless of whether he killed his brother or found his brother dead, he breaks into his brother's house, finds his brother dead of, let's say it's a heart attack, sees this stick sitting there. The guy's a small-time hood. He's not a scientist at this point and never is, and somehow manages to figure out this is a weather stick. Dear Mark, (laughs) certain that I'm going to drop dead any second. Funny story kind of puts you in the mind of that whole Black Beast of R thing and Monty Python and the Holy Grail. I really shouldn't make a sides right now. I'm nearly dead. <laughs> and what I'm getting at, this Gene Rayburn microphone 
come on, hold out a little longer, Bill, a little longer. Uh, that's my scenario of, of Bill Martin. <laughs> He's just like your dead genius who has a bad tendency to make uh, go on tangents. Right. For, and I this is the this is a weather stick. Yeah. I'm sorry. What? Yeah, really, what I'm getting at is this is a weather stick. Pretty much whatever kind of weather you want. Like right now, it looks a little overcast. Just go outside and, and just, you know, wave it around for some sunshine. And you'll see what I'm talking about. Okay, I'm dying. Or does he steal the thing and he's just running with it? Yeah. And then just and then just point it at somebody like, you back off! And, uh... One of those accidental discoveries. Right, right. And, and then electrocute him and then start a rain shower and then it snows. Yeah, yeah. Back off or it's blizzard time. Oh, we're going to we going to Dairy Queen. <laughs> I should electrocute you just for that, but you know, not to mention it. Uh, they got the, the, the summer blizzards are out now. Which are, that's right. Really... That's right. That's uh, but uh, that's that's uh, the uh, origin of of Weather Wizard. Yeah, that's it. There, there yeah. you go. Yeah, guy, criminal, stick, Weather Wizard. You know, it's the tale as old as time, which really, uh, which really echoes, Mr. Spots. <laughs> which really echoes the story of most of the roads we find. I got this cold gun. That's right. <laughs> what am I going to do with this cold gun? It's <laughs> great. I know. I'll make stuff cold. But yeah, I mean, they're like, yeah, I can do that too. You know? I mean, there's a, you know, he teams up at that point, um, um, he goes, so he, well, he I mean, the thing about it is it's hard to talk about this character. It really is. Find anything you can hang your hat on in a serious way. Yeah. Yeah. Besides the fact that he ran around with the rogues and was, and was a part of their, their crew, you know? Yeah. So he filled that void every once in a while. He'd go off on his own and like when he got bored or when they didn't have a job in between, he'd be like, I'm going to. But they never – my thing is they never tried to kill the Flash. That's the thing, right? Yeah. It's like – so even in the comics, they had to walk a really fine line about what they were doing. So, like, the Weather Wizard would, like, go after the Flash, and he would, like, freeze an entire town because apparently your weather stick can do that. Why nobody has tried – why Amanda Waller hasn't tried to get this thing? Yeah, why – I mean, all you have to do is, like – do that thing where you come up on the left and tap on the right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I mean, then, he's not the smartest take, guy in the world. Yeah, exactly. Yoink, and then and just then sort of like, gone. yeah, yeah, it's a stick. It's the, especially if you're the Flash, it's the easiest thing to steal from somebody. How does he it's keep getting it? How does it he doesn't, keep getting it again? <laughs> it doesn't have like a knuckle duster attachment or a, like a lanyard or anything. He just carries it around between two fingers i think we can assume okay that's the most hubristic nonchalant approach to you know prometheus would blanch at how irresponsible he is with this godlike power and that's the thing right so we've got to assume that every time he gets arrested Right. Every time the flash brings him down, he for me, gets this would blanch is my new uh, hard hitting tell all. Yeah, it sounds like sounds like a sounds like a real nail biter. Um, 
it's a, it, it's an indictment on uh, on everything. The system. Yeah. But we've got to assume that every time he gets arrested, they take this thing away. Yes, that's true. And every time they take this thing away, he gets it back. How? How? That's never been adequately explored, except perhaps, as I pointed out earlier, nothing's easier to steal from somebody than a stick. That's true. That's true. Do you just keep it in evidence lockup? Is that I where think it what is? it is, is he carries a spare. Oh, okay. Maybe like a limited use one or like some bad batteries in it or something. <laughs> right. Deliberately, like, you know, the ones that you find in the drawer. And, you know, like, why did I put these in the drawer? I should have just thrown them in the trash. But wait, I've got an idea. And it uses those weird um, hearing aid batteries that you can only get at the Walgreens. So it's a tremendous pain. It's like one of those things you can go to 7-Eleven and get new batteries. But he he basically carries that one, and then Pulp Fiction's the actual. Okay. I'm going to let that literally sink in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, so you get this, you know, very Christopher Walken he hit his wand in the only place he could. Jesus. <laughs> so I have just ruined Weather Wizard. You for, have. Weather for, Wizard constantly. Half a century of flash fans. 59 years, for more than 59 years, no, you're right, over half a century, the Weather Wizard has had a game show microphone from the 50s jammed up his ass. And he, and that's why he, whenever you see the weather wizard, he's he's ramrod straight. Because if he moves, oh wrong, yeah, if he moves oh, no. wrong, he's bringing down Omaha. That's right. <laughs> well, the last thing you want to have is like a tornado in your lower bowel. That's that's a Pepsi AC commercial. But yeah, exactly. It's like what was that old uh, Pepto Bismol commercial about a diarrhea being a storm raging inside? Yes, you? I mean, yes. Literally. Oh God! Minimizing that storm. I am the storm. I am the I am the storm. Um, can oh, we can we focus on something I, a little more? We need to get away. We <laughs> yeah. Let's we talk just, about. Let's go ahead and pull that one out and. Uh, let's talk about um a little bit of the actual. So you got this. You got this Jeff Foxworthy character that finds a. Uh, that finds you know you got Adam Sandler except instead of finding a remote that can actually turn back time he finds ah! a stick that controls weather. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about history and mythology and religion around weather because I think you nailed it on the head when you said you know Prometheus. Yeah. Because our earliest stories of fire you know could easily be explained by lightning striking a tree. You know, there's something really, really primordial about a fear of the weather. Prometheus dropped his stick. (laughs) And And now we've got barbecue. (laughs) And the idea of controlling weather. Yeah. You know, because look at look look at uh, Tolkien. Right. Look at look at uh, Gandalf. Everybody thinks Gandalf's this badass wizard and also Merlin in the earlier depictions of Merlin. Most of what they do is control weather. Oh, yeah. And then, like, in the case of Merlin being in sort of the council of the king. Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, Merlin, I I hate to do this, but I, the, we're going to be um, 
I'm on the tilt, and you know we got the, the big joust coming up, and I really, I know it's autumn, but I could go for a sunny day. It, I mean, right. I know it's autumn in England. <laughs> right. I mean, everything from rain dances to you know all of the all of the weather tropes that you know about. Well, like the the Thunderbird, the concept of. Yeah. It's all real. It's all mythology. This is a really powerful thing. And they, like I said, they gave it to Bill Ingvall <laughs> over here. They just like, he just sort of Forrest Gumped his way into the most powerful weapon in the universe. There has never been a more apt description than that. <laughs> he absolutely Forrest Gumped his way. <laughs> Look what I found, Lieutenant Dan. Into like into like the secret society of supervillains and hanging out with Necron at one point. He's like Exactly, yeah. It's like, he's like, here you wanna see a magic trick? Now I got two wizard wands. Well, where'd that one come from? Don't oh, ask. Don't yeah. ask. You don't wanna oh, know. Here's man. your sign. Let's just be glad there's a rainstorm coming. Let's just put it that way. That's right. I just like he could do anything. Like and and what he could solve, we could we set off the show that he could solve world hunger with this wand. Oh yeah, I mean the thing about it is he could, or he could just go into business. Like what was that August De Winter in the <laughs> not other Avengers? Yes, yes, yes. He could most inexplicable villain ever. It's <laughs> but yeah, no, exactly. And does he? No. No. no, he's like, somebody called the Flash. I'm going to freeze this town. Come and get me. He's like a greased up pig in a <laughs> family guy. <laughs> Flash ends up catching him, sends him to jail, says, yeah, yeah, you know, just put him in the holding tank. And then, um, yeah, what do we do with this wand? I'll oh, just put it in the evidence locker. It'll be fine. None of his buddies who are all out there that I know. It's wait. Yeah. He hangs out with, like, guys who, like, do mirror tricks. Right. Cocaine addict mirror it's like, tricks. Oh, here's the wand. The hell? It was just a reflection. Do you think Flash is complicit? I think... The, let's, let's do a little psychological analysis of the Flash. Because every inch of him, every atom of this man is full tilt at all times. Mm -hmm. I mean, does he need sleep or does sleep need him? And ultimately what that does is make a character who he needs these challenges. He's like, you know, the school kid who can't pay attention because the school isn't challenging his brain enough. Sure. You know, he's not hyper. He's just hyper intelligent. This is the same thing, except he's hyper hyper. Right. So, yeah, I think there's a uh, tremendous potential for there to be, like, a, um, a, a complicit. Well, do you think... For him to be complicit with the uh, with his rogues that, you know, he's just sort of like, oh, hey, guys, um, I kind of, like, left the door open on the evidence locker. Well, is it one of those things where it's like they're not so bad because they're not killing anybody? They obviously aren't Zoom. Yeah, they could be worse. They could be grod. I mean, in this case, could be worse. Could be raining. <laughs> that's, that's, it literally yes. could be raining. Yes. Any, any moment. 
like, I think, I think there's a part, I think Flash, I think they're friends after a fashion. Yeah, I think they're, it, it almost, let's take this a little further. This is a fight club you don't talk about. Yeah, okay. Quite literally, you do not talk about Rogue's Gallery, uh, get out of jail free card club. That's, I think, I think you're right. I think ultimately there's a, yeah, and it, and it's fast. I mean, you gotta, it's like one of those, uh, ski lifts. You gotta be ready to jump yeah. when that door starts revolving because the flash just came through. Right. right. Is it one of those where it's a, uh, it's okay. Um, you can, you know, as long as, as long as you're on, I'm going to turn a blind eye to this. You're in, if you get out, you get out, you know, you're, I know exactly. what you're going to do. I'm going to catch you again. Yeah. I mean. But you I'll tell know, you what, cool. I'll turn around, you walk out. All right, I see you. You said you were going to turn around. I did, like 26 times. <laughs> like, as long as you keep being cool, I'm not going to pay attention to this because it gives me something to do because any problem that anybody has, I can solve in like 30 seconds. So I need something to do. So every time you roll into the city and cause a tornado you know, in the basement of the club, it gives me something to do because I didn't have something to do. And now I do. Exactly. And I need that. Otherwise, then I become one of these assholes who goes around and, you know, dresses up in a costume and commits crimes. And then I stop myself. Right. 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 You're going to make me uh, do this shit. That is not classy. That's nobody wants that. not classy at all. Nobody wants that. Oh, my God. Hey, Cole, we're up against it already. Damn it! I know! Well, one of the things not a lot of meat on the boat, huh? We said not, that. Not, yeah, and then it turns out it's it's like uh, one of those uh, Renaissance Fair turkey legs. <laughs> I got one where, of those where the so, uh, where Weather Wizard keeps his other uh, weather wand. Ow. <laughs> Ouch. But, uh, you know, where it looks like there's a lot of meat on the bone, and there is, but then there's, like, all these sticky-outy pieces, and and then, uh, you know, an hour and a half later, you finally finished. Right. You know, this actually turned out to be bigger than we expected. It always is. Speaking and, of, and I've got this uncomfortable hunk of turkey oh, this, shoved up my ass. How so damn many bones? Is it a fish? <laughs> I Dear thought this God. was deboned turkey. Is it like the... the, the tuna of the land <laughs> is a turkey just the chicken of the land <laughs> i think chickens are chickens of the land andy you don't know that you don't know what turkeys think don't, don't put words in turkeys mouths oh my god but yeah they uh one of the things that that i love uh we often talk about some of the seminal works in comics and uh one of those is kingdom come Oh yes, and uh, there's a uh, a scene, or several scenes actually, where there's a uh, in the uh, there's like a kind of a rave bar. Yes, yeah, that, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and what is wonderful about those sequences is I think it's the one. Yeah, there's a panel where Superman has arrived. Uh, to kind of tell them what for. And, you know, he walks in, uh, he, or he had previously walked in and, and just pretty much uh, heat-visioned a bunch of the bottles of booze pieces. Sure. 
But what I loved about this scene is this wonderful suggestion without even saying anything that you got these handful of dumpy old guys running the bar. Yeah. And one of them is in a long sleeve white shirt and a bow tie and a green mask and a, uh, what am I saying? Diagonal line, black and yellow cummerbund. Okay. This is the weather wizard. Is the implication that the rogues run this bar? That is precisely. That's and, awesome. And this I never one caught that. Oh, really? Yeah, I don't think I ever caught onto that. And I've read that probably ten times. There are so many things. Uh, one of them is one of the other bartenders is similarly dressed, and he's wearing uh, blue uh, slit goggle Eskimo glasses. Okay, okay. And I forget, I think it was uh, Weather Wizard, Captain Cold, and I'm trying to... Was it Heat Wave, probably? It was brilliantly subtle. Okay. That's awesome. I, I think there's something more obvious that, that they could, you know, you could tack something on and make it obvious that's who that was. And, you know, this is in a, a couple of panels that's just chock-a-block full of things. Like, one of the other favorite is in the panel above where this, obviously, chameleon boy is doing a spit take. <laughs> Because if you think about the timeline, that's Chameleon Boy visiting the rave bar from the in his past. True. Yeah. So doing a spit take because he knows the history of Superman. <laughs> <laughs> you can also see uh, Zan with his little backward alfalfa hair. Oh, that's cool. I mean, it's just so full of wonderful stuff. But um, that is. The Kingdom Come dynamic there is brilliant. I, I wish I could remember who the uh, the third owner was, but it 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 just like that was such a subtle nod to the rogues, and it, and it suggests some history that late in the game. Right. Well, they don't get it. Once you're a rogue, you don't you don't leave you don't leave rogue life. You know, <laughs> you are the rogue life. Once a rogue, always a rogue. That's right. Um, all right. Well, why don't you plug us up? We got we got more show to do. Um, we got more rogues to cover. That's right. We've got all kinds of rogues. We're gonna just all get... holes filled with rogues. We are gonna get so rogued out here. So we are, of course, coming to you from the Jedi Cold Universe at JediCold dot com. You can uh, write to us. Uh, Actually, I'm going to hesitate to say anything on that because I'm really wanting to get a committed just HKC okay. uh, email address. And I think I had one at one point. But well, we I, do have one. I'll, I'll, I'll make sure we have it. It's set up and we both have access to it. Okay, because I, I feel like I made a Gmail account at some point, but I can never I never remember it. So uh, We have so many Gmail accounts. <laughs> Oh, God, I have more than you can shake a stick at. I'm sure they're ones that have been laying fallow for 10 years or more, or at least as soon as I could get a Gmail account. But we will work up a, a proper okay. Gmail account for everybody so that we can ensure that if you would please write to us that we can get uh, your emails because I really want, among other things, is to encourage people as we used to uh, every now and again over the years, write into us with, questions you'd like for us to explore about comics in different ways mm -hmm. uh, so that we can do another Hey Kids and our HKC Presents. 
We haven't done one of those in ages, and I don't want to just call from Yahoo Answers. Absolutely, even though that is incredibly fun. Oh, um, that is. Oh, don't get me wrong. <laughs> just don't get me wrong. There's some great. There's some. There's some great Yahoo Answers out there for comic books. Um, and you can find us on the socials at HK Comics Show. Um, Cole, why don't you plug uh, your Sundays? Oh yes, the uh, first and third Sundays of every month, except in July. <laughs> just ordinary honey. Uh, July, we will not have a second Sunday incarnation because both myself and my co-host are going to be uh, decidedly unavailable. Okay. But uh, normally on the first and third Sundays of every month, you can uh, check out over at DallasOnAir.com, The Rantcore Pit Live, which is my Star Wars. Started out here on the JCU as an audio podcast twice a month. Then it became an audio podcast twice a month and a live streaming video podcast twice a month on what was then Deep Ellum on Air, which once played host to Hey Kids Comics Live That's for 10 true. months. And ultimately, uh, again, first Thursday of every month, uh, 10.30 to 11.30 a.m. Central, we uh, bring you The Rancor Pit Live, which is our twice a month Star Wars show. Very much like this show, where it's not strictly, oh, we're going to talk about, you know, the latest Star Wars news or stuff like that. We're, our uh, last episode, the first one for uh, July, which you can find on um, the Ranker Pit, the JCU live Star Wars show or something like that. Just look up the Ranker Pit on uh, on uh, Facebook, and you can see uh, recent past issues there in the archive from the live stream. And... Um, we did an episode titled The Twilight Zone. <laughs> we talked about what I consider George Lucas's favorite alien species, the because it's large that species is largely peopled by hot chicks. Uh, oh yeah, with, with head tails in multi in a multitude of colors. It's like the uh, Lucky Charms of Star Wars. And God, I wish I thought about that back when we did the show. <laughs> but the uh, we have. That uh, first and third Sundays of every month, and then preceding that on the third Sunday of every month, except in uh, in July, because I went ahead and did it the first Sunday, I have Isle of Toys, A-I-S-L-E, Isle of Toys, where I explore different types of toys, uh, either toy lines, toy genres, toy manufacturers, and I'm really happy that I've been able to challenge myself by not just doing, like, Star Wars toys all the time. Right, right. There are other toys, as we both yeah. know very well. Um, let, uh, me take this, let me take this opportunity to, uh, make my, uh, to make my impassioned plea. Hasbro, send me my snake eyes. I said every time I have a snowbox to talk about this, I'm going to. Send me my snake eyes. I pre-ordered that shit. Yeah, he ordered it on Hasbro Pulse. Come on, do us a favor. Yeah, send me that snake eyes. Nobody's want, listening to this, but if you do, tell Hasbro to send me my snake eyes. Yeah, I want desperately for Hasbro to send this to you for two reasons. Number one, I'm tired of hearing about it. <laughs> I'm not going to stop until I get it. You no, know exactly. And number two, I want to be able to speak favorably about Hasbro Pulse on the upcoming August episode of Isle of Toys. So, oh, man, if, if I don't have it by then, I'm calling in. Oh, there'll be hell to pay, I there know. There will be hell to pay. We're going to just do a, an episode on uh, Hasbro Pulse. We're going to do yeah. an episode of the fact that I don't have a snake eyes. That's right. <laughs> so uh, be sure and, and check those out. And there's 
Isle of Toys is a just a treat, but it's just once a month, and there's something that we're working might, on. Th- yeah, yeah. Maybe something else in the realm of toys, because you know, if you've listened to this show over the past several years, and we've been around a long ass time now, there were 300 issues, 350 issues actually. We have a lot to say about toys. Yeah, there's only and, one thing that we enjoy talking about almost as much as comics. Yeah. And that's toys. And when we do, we tend to go a little off topic. That's true. That's but true. But we will uh, be looking for more opportunities to talk to you about toys. That's right. That's as right. I, at the end of uh, my new tagline for Isle of Toys is, I'm Cole Houston, I'm 54 years old, and I love toys. That's right. That's right. Okay. Let's get out of here. Um, join us uh, next week for uh, more Hey Kids comics, more Flashes, Rogues, and uh, Cole, keep spreading that four-color love. Damn you. It's going to be Damn there now. You. That's it. All right, say good night, Cole. Good night, everybody. And for the love of God, send me the snake eyes. Send me the snake eyes. Can you send me the snake eyes? <laughs> <laughs>